0: Well, guys, another episode of the Slinging Stones podcast brought to you by the Thrive Ministry. I'm Andy, and that is Sir Luke. Thrive on Andy. Thrive on Luke.
1: It's like <laughs>
0: Wayne's world, wasn't that it? Yeah. Party on Wayne. Um, <laughs> so. Um, I don't know where that came from. Yeah, yeah. Crept so, in. Um, couple things. Uh, welcome. 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 It's uh it's another episode. We're in 2024. We're in the Arctic blast of Alabama that is seemingly frigid here the past 2 weeks or week. Hey look, our winter is almost over. Um do you know that? Winter is that, almost over. What was uh what was funny is when we left the house this morning, we walked out the door and the wind was blowing from the other side and as soon as you turn that corner it just it just cut everything yeah <laughs> just cut you to the core
1: well you know the great thing about us living where we live here is seriously winters almost over for us we're we're 60 days out from warmer weather yeah I and then a, you got our bro Clint manlove who is still going to be in the deep freeze
0: I got a real bad feeling or suspicion we're gonna get one of those late winters like we did in 93 maybe not a blizzard but I think it's gonna be a hard hard uh March, April for winter.
1: One of my really good friends, his name is Jeremiah. He lives up in uh, Union City, Tennessee, which is in, if you don't know, it's up just south of Paducah, Kentucky. Um, guess what their air temperature was yesterday morning? What was that?
0: Two. Uh,
1: that is stupid. Horrible. That is not. That, is, that shouldn't be a temperature. Mm-mm. You know, you would have to crawl in the deep freeze to get that's, warmer. That's the
0: sound level I tell my kids to be on. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> he's
1: at two, he said, yeah, it ain't been above freezing up here uh, for four days. We we have, you know, there's still snow and ice laying everywhere. And it was supposed to get up to 34 today. Oh, sweltering. Oh, yeah. That's what he, when he said, what's the temperature down there? I said, it's 29. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, well, you're showing off. Um, But I'm going to need Clint to call his weather and get it out of our yard. It's down yep. here drunk and acting up. Yeah.
0: Uh, we, we placed it in the cell like Andy Griffith did for um, Otis. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: You, your weather, Clint, your uh, weather's down here drunk in my front yard acting up. I'm going to need you to come get it.
0: So. Um, and
1: I want to borrow a couple of degrees from Florida till payday.
0: So a um, couple things coming up. Uh, Warmer weather. Uh, the uh, Cultivate Men is coming up in a couple weeks. Maybe it'll uh, be February twelfth, uh, Pastor Brandon Matthews will be bringing the message. Uh, don't know the theme yet, but had a text conversation yesterday with Mister Doss, and uh, he told me Matthews was bringing it. So, oh,
1: good deal. I don't have we have I heard him yet. I know I've heard Doss. I don't, I don't think, think I've you heard. may not
0: have went to the last one. Um, no, the last not. one I was
1: there. The no, no,
0: the, the one where um, where they
1: knocked the table off the podium. Knock glass off the top of there. Maybe I don't know. I can't remember the last time Matthews did it. You know, we're actually we're going to so many of these things now. They're kind of running together.
0: They are. Um, I'm
1: gonna have Tim Tebow and Rick Burgess at the same one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but don't forget about the uh, the mall survival conference coming up on February 24th. Uh, you can still register. There is still room available. It's free. Uh, the food starts at four. Um, event starts around 5, and, man, it is going to be a blast. The um, What is happening there? Oh, yeah. Nice. There it is, the old reader meter. Um, but Jim Van, Sting- Van Stinghouse is the bear man. He's going to be there as the main headline speaker. And then the, um, the man that's going to kind of lead the charge um, up there is going to be um, Grayson Littleton. So it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great event, great worship by South Shelby Worship, MC by DJ Fuzzy. Or, I thought you were
1: going to say MC Hammer.
0: You no, know, not MC Hammer, but DJ Fuzzy, which is uh, Chris Peters to us because he goes to our church, but um, or everybody calls him Fuzzy.
1: Fuzz doggy dog.
0: So... Um, Those are two great events. Do not uh, let these events pass by. Go and gather and worship and praise with a bunch of men and get to know some men that are like-minded, that can hold you accountable, and you never know what kind of relationship you can um, develop from there, a great friendship, a great mentorship, all that good stuff. Um, The other thing that we've got coming up is, as of right now, uh, January 26th, which we will release that night. We will have Pastor Micah Harp, Pastor Micah is a harp? Harp. Harp from uh, Christian Warriors Church out of Texas. He will be uh, on the line with us. We'll interview him. He is a really stand firm and not care about your feelings type preacher. That's right. Uh, the Christian Warrior Church, they do have a they they've got the podcast. They podcast the sermons and you know, he is like minded on Luke and I, some of our thoughts and uh, directions we take on a lot of the um, on a lot of the subjects throughout the church and in the church. So it'll be fun to get to know him. It'll be fun to see his view on men's ministry and where we lack and how we can do better. Uh, but excited about that. And then as of right now, February sixteenth. Uh, we will have Lance Ingram from Warrior, Warrior United. He has written three great devotionals. One is called Warrior. Uh, the other one is uh, United for Victory. And the other one is Foundations 365. And he's part of the Man Church speaking team as well. Yeah. So, we're, we're you know, we're getting a clout of interviews uh, uh, that is pretty amazing. It's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, especially for us. For us? For us. For us. So I would like to give a shout-out
1: to the uh, church that I went to this morning, Mm. Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church in Briarfield, Alabama. Now, you want to talk about a group of people that know how to throw down and worship? I'm talking about leave your inhibitions in the car and come in and and get ready to worship from the the first keystroke of the keyboard to when the pastor said, go home. Man, them folks was getting down. Man, the pastor brought a message that I needed to hear about keep on going. That's keep good. on going. It, it tied in so well with Pastor Derek's sermons about uh cut cut me some slack. Yeah.
0: That they could have preached them simultaneously. Well, um that's yeah, from what you, we've been talking for solid 30 minutes before, you know, we got started but, you know, that's good. It's always a chance it's always a good time to um kind of change it up, hear something different, hear something from somebody different. Um speaking of good uh uh listens yesterday morning the caleb's on the surrendered show did awesome yeah. they were sounded really good it was a really good time to hear both of their testimonies um the surrendered show if you don't have the piper peach gospel app what are you doing
1: you're missing out. what
0: are you doing with your life it's where's a, your direction and though? it costs so much dollars 99 so um you can listen on the app you can listen to um our boy JT, Justin Taylor, on um, 9 o'clock on Saturday mornings. And then the Morning Nugget comes on. That's Burt. And then I don't know if they've gotten any other shows, but Saturdays usually fill with a lineup full of people just stepping in there and talking for an hour. Luke and I have done it for a couple Saturdays. Right, live action. Live action. So um, really good. Also, the Caleb's podcast. So they are actually they're showing their faces now. They're, they, they're putting cameras on their faces. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, I'm pray for some folks over that. <laughs> so they, they did, they're doing real good. They're going through a study, study of the book of James. So it's going to be, um, and James is hard hitting. If you really dive into it, James can be a, a very convicting book. So really excited for them jacked up that they're doing this, uh, video thing. At some point we will, but it's just not right now. It's not in the cards. Why are you threatening our audience? No, no, no. Maybe someday they need to see you. No, they don't. Yes, they do.
1: They can come to Alabama.
0: Well, they can, or invite you to go to their church. And that's true. <laughs> I, mean, I'm, I mean, I'll go. Yeah, yeah, I know you will. I know you will. Um, so we got the Caleb's. Well, are we missing something? Anything? Um, We're going to be back in Romans today. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. Way to go, Luke! Good job. Um, I was segwaying for you. That that I do appreciate that. Um, so this is episode number, yeah, three of the new year. Oh, I thought you were talking about what? Okay, what? 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 What happened? I don't know. Um, all that's right. A, so that's an obese
1: squirrel. You have squirrel. Your squirrels have a weight issue. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. So, um. We are going to be in Romans. Uh, like I said, don't forget about any of the events we talked about. Um, if you need to be refreshed or reminded of the events, you can go to um, our Facebook page. Uh, we, we usually promote them, we usually have them promoted. And then you can just email Luke at Luke at the Thrive Ministry.com or me, Andy, at the Thrive Ministry.com. So um before we get started into Romans chapter eight, verse eighteen, Luke, will you pray us in? Let's
1: pray yep. heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day, and thank you for all the things that you give us. Father, I thank you for this time that we have here to, to to gather around this table and to open up your word to study your word to see what it reveals to our hearts through your holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for Andy and the time that he puts into it the time that his Family uh, gives him and supports him in to 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 do this together, Father. Because I know that it's not just the man that's in the ministry; the wife and the children are in the ministry with him. So, Father, I just lift them all up for the attacks of the enemy that come. I just I just pray that your uh, your hedge of protection, your hand of protection, and your shelter will be over all of them. Father, I pray for those that are be listening to this podcast. Father, just every word that, that they hear is not a word from Andy and it's not a word from Luke, but it's a word de- directly from your Holy Spirit speaking straight to their heart, not just to their ear, Father, but to their heart, Father. The, the, the place that needs to be affected more more than the body is the soul. So, Father, I pray for each one of those people. I pray for uh, myself, Father, just, uh, again, the words that come out of my mouth, they they not be words of me. They be words straight from you. Father, I pray that you've gone ahead and prepared hearts, prepared minds, opened ears and opened eyes for things that to be revealed here today. All these things we ask in your son's most holy name. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, so Romans chapter 8 verse 18 starts with, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. and not only the creation but we ourselves who have who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the for adoption as sons the redemption of our bodies verse 24 for in this hope we are we were saved now hope that is seen is not hope, is not hope for who hopes for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we wait for it with patience. So, this section of verse verses it sounds kind of um, revelationist. Yeah, it's right? very cryptic. It, it is very cryptic. Um, well, let's just let's start at the beginning. Let's go back and look at you know Paul is talking that he. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that is to be revealed to us. You know, we tend as humans to exaggerate our sufferings. We we, we make everything, we either exaggerate our sufferings or we bring or we or we nullify and, and dim, in our minds, the glory that's going to be revealed to us. Um, we don't put place it in a form of significance that it should be. Um, but what sufferings? I mean, what sufferings are being talked about by Paul? Um, it can be all sorts of fleshly sufferings, um, but not so much fleshly. Um, it, it can be fleshly, but not so much, you know, it could be the money problems, the car problems, the job problems, the family problems, all that sort of stuff. But look at the spiritual warfare and the sufferings that go in with that. Um, you know, if we count it all joy that one day we will be with our Father, how, how can we be depressed? How can we be um, sideways about a suffering? Uh, we were talking this morning in um, with Caleb Alexander and the youth. We were talking about uh, in Mark where, you know, the family, Jesus's family is, is, is he's so crowded. They can't even eat and all this sort of stuff. And Mark, um, hang on in Mark, um, Mark, where are we at? Well, Mark 3, and Jesus says, um, my goodness, now I've I've lost it. I had it. Oh, it's in 13 um, through 20, and in 20 it says, "Then, then he went home and the crowd gathered again so that they could not even eat. The crowd was so big and packed in they couldn't even eat. And when his family heard it, they went out to seize him, for they were saying he's out of his mind. And a question was brought up that, do you think that the family recognized the greatness of Jesus? Now, you know, Mary had the you know miraculous birth, but I'm talking about the brothers. And it, and it stirred a thought. And if you were close to Jesus and you saw from birth... If you were one of the brothers where you grew up right next to him, do you think it's possible that you're so close you cannot see the whole broad, the whole picture of, of the whole majestic picture? But the way I put it is we have the opportunity with God's word to be at a distance and see this thing come into sight. As the closer we get, the more details. The colors start becoming more and more beautiful, more and more more um, more and more, uh, vibrant. And as it comes into sight, we get all the details as we become closer and closer and closer. So we do get the broad picture. We get the full majesty of God. We get the full majesty of Jesus Christ and what he did for us by learning about him and reading the Bible. Does that make sense?
1: It makes sense, but I also think that you get complacency has to be in there too because if they grew up around him, um, you know, it, it's like if if your brother was, or your let's let's take your cousin that's that's a that's a preacher. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that y'all grew up together and you grew up hearing him preach, and he's just a phenomenal preacher. Well, to you, he's just another preacher. It's he's not going to have the same impact on you as he is other people.
0: Yeah,
1: same thing can be held true with our children. You know, a kid will walk over a dryer sheet laying in the middle of the hall for a month and act like they don't see it. But if they go to their friend's house, they're wanting to take out their friend's mom's trash and help fold their laundry and, you know, do all these chores. And it's you just don't see it because it is in your face. You get used to it. You get blinded by it. Um, You know, it's like being nose blind. To my boys, golly, my boys, perfect example. They are nose blind to how rancid their room smells just because they're teenage boys. Yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, we'll we'll go somewhere else and they'll smell something that's a little off and pick up right on it. Um, but as far as the sufferings go, what what would be the comparison of what true spiritual sufferings are? the sufferings that Paul went through yeah, versus what people consider sufferings now. Uh, a few years ago, well, it's been several years, probably 15 years ago, I was a police officer and a volunteer firefighter, and anytime we got a 911 call with an injury that dispatched an ambulance, police always went too. And we got to this guy's house, and he had slammed his finger in his car door. And the man called 911 to get an ambulance ride to the hospital (laughs) over a mushed finger. I mean, you know, there wasn't even blood under the nail. We get there and he's standing in the driveway, cradling his hand. And we're, we're, you know, what's, what's, what's going on? Why'd you, why'd you call 911? Well, you know, I, I smashed my finger and I need to go to the hospital. In this guy's mind, man, he was suffering. It was the worst pain he'd ever felt in his life. It it was dire to him as compared to what what Paul went through. Mm -hmm. How many times did they try to stone Paul? Paul had a permanent affliction of the flesh that is spoken about in the Scripture. Paul was struck blind by the Spirit of the Lord. You know, Paul had to completely reinvent himself in the world that knew him as a bad man. Yeah. Had to convince people that he was no longer this person, that he was somebody else. Um, the sufferings that Jesus went through just in that last 24 hours, you know, how do we compare what we call sufferings? You know, the moaning and groaning and whining that we do over little of nothing. But then again, you get people who it doesn't matter how bad it is. They're never going to ask for help.
0: <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're exactly right. And then you you fall into when he starts talking about creation <clears throat> right next, in the next couple of verses. You know, creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. And then creation was subjected to the futility, not willingly. And then listen to what it says next. But because of him who subjected it. It's talking about the enemy. Well, it's we screwed it up. Man screwed it up. And then in hope that creation itself will be set free from the bondage to corruption and obtain the freedom of glory from the children of God. You gotta you gotta think that creation is waiting for this whole just um what's the right word? Whole just wash. Right, yeah. This whole cleansing that's going to happen when Jesus comes back after the tribulation and after the the millennial reign, there's going to be a cleansing. It's going to go back to it, well the new the new heavens going to be created, or the new kingdom is going to be created. But you know you gotta you gotta figure that there's there's some point of groaning there, there's some point of suffering on creation side, and it's probably. Do you think it's part? Do you think at somewhere it's it's God? With that, with that whole the whole Adam thing. Well, can we
1: be so prideful as as human beings in our love for the Father that we don't think that He is going to suffer when a third of his of his the ones that He breathed breath into are going to be cast eternally into hell in yeah. the tribulation? the The massive amounts of people are that are going to die. During, during all this rejection and war that's going to take place. How can we not think that it pains God himself that he had to expand hell to include the souls of human beings? Mm. Would you, if I had 10 kids, if I had
0: to send one of them to his death, no matter what he did, it's still going to hurt. When you saw what um, happened... Right when Christ died on the cross, yeah, all of heaven turned its back. There was earthquakes and yeah. veils tearing in the temple, yeah. and all these different things happening. Um, you see it in other stories. Uh, look at you know Noah and the flood. Look at Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, you look at a, a wrathful, you know, a wrath being taken down upon. You know, people of Earth.
1: Well, if you look through the Old Testament, you've got you've got accounts of God sending angels to to slaughter people. Yeah, one hundred twenty five thousand men in one night, men and women. You know, God sending armies with a decree: kill everything, kill it all. So, wherever there is vindication, it the vindication immediately follows violence and suffering.
0: Well, and this is the thing that it, you know. We say, or or Derek says, and and we talk about a lot, you know, you have no idea when your last step, when your last breath, when your last blink is, you have no idea. We have no idea if come tomorrow, the rapture happens. We have no idea, but that's the thing though. We have a lot of people that are pretty secure that "Ah, I can, I got time. I can take care of it. And that I don't want that type of security. Well, that's 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 swiping your debit card with $10 and you're spending 9.99 and hoping
1: that you didn't miscalculate.
0: That you didn't miscalculate.
1: Well, you know, the enemy, we all we all think that because we're saved and we know who the enemy is that that's our biggest adversary. When it's really not. Time is our biggest adversary. Yeah. Uh because time is one thing that's going to keep on going no matter what stage of life we're in. We can't say time out, time out, time out. We we gotta stop time. There's none of that. Every second of every day is one second less that we've got on this earth, and our sole purpose in this world, being created, was to worship the Father. Yeah. And every and now and I'm saying this from somebody who doesn't do it himself. Every second of every day we are supposed to spend in some form of communication. Service or worship of the Father.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad. It, look, you 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 perfectly segued into the back part of this section. Listen to what it says in verse 26. You ready? Because this goes right perfect. You know what it says. but It says, likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because the spirit intercedes for the saints, saints, we, according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. That's a pretty popular verse right there, ain't it? For those whom he foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And verse 30, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. You're jumping at the bit, go.
1: Well, you know, we talk about the groanings that we go through. And I'm going to peel back the veil in my life here a little bit. Um, last week, I got some, some news about one of my kids that has had me in a position and a spot to where my spirit's groaning. My, my, my soul hurts. Because my oldest daughter, Jackie, called me. She'd been having some uh, some issues numbness and tingling in her hands and feet and pretty bad headaches and things like that we were, we were hoping that it was maybe a slipped or a bulging disc pushing on some nerves mm-hmm. so she goes and has this MRI and she calls me and she says with well, that I've got MS so my 24 year old daughter has just told me that she has multiple sclerosis and she has two lesions on her brain and three on her spine so now we're in a holding pattern waiting for her to go see a specialist. Now, the groaning in that, in me as a daddy, is for the first time in any of my kids' lives, current children or or past children that I've had a hand in raising, they've come to me with something that I can't fix. You know, when uh, when Jackie was little, she was abused. I took care of it. Daddy fixed it. When you know the kids get a boo boo, mommy and daddy we fix it. We put band aids on it. We look after it. When they're sick, we help nurse them back to health. When they, you know, when, when there's a need in our kids' lives, mommy and daddy fix it. But she comes to me with this, and Andy, you were the first person I called.
0: Hmm.
1: And you know, I well, you actually called me. No, I take that back. You called me right after I found out. I was sitting at my kitchen table in tears because I can't fix it. And, you know, it put me in a position to where I now have to live what I preach. You know, I preach all the time that we put God in a box and say, the least I can do is pray for you. Mm. Well, I'm in a position where that's all I can do is pray for my daughter. And, the flesh side of me i want to do more i i have this 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 doubting thomas in my mind god are you going to fix this or not tell me what you're going to do but my spirit has to take over because god knows my heart and he knows my heart's groaning and i consider this a form of spiritual suffering So I've encouraged my daughter, you know, in in all the ways that, that a daddy does, you know, we're going to get through this. I'm going to be here for you. But I've also told her we've got to find out what God's trying to tell us here. There is a purpose in this. This is not by accident. We've got to find out what God's trying to do with us here. So spiritual suffering always brings blessing. Uh, the pastor this morning said that you know Job, in in the first chapter of Job, uh, for verses uh, twenty through twenty two, you know it was right after Job found out that he lost everything, his kids had got killed, his, you know the the people come in and slaughtered his servants and took all his livestock and all of this, Job kept on pushing. He lamented. He tore his clothes. He prostrated. He shaved his head like you know according to their custom when they were grieving. He did all these things, but, it sted, but he said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. So, God may be taking something from us now, a little bit of my daughter's health, but he never takes without giving. There's always that giving that comes with the spiritual groaning, the spiritual suffering. There's always that return and uh, i i think that it's very important that we look at what paul's telling us here about the rewards in heaven the things unseen um the groaning and the suffering and the and the goodness of god in here because it, it the devil wants us to just view everything that happens to us as as god god hates us instead of saying okay god what are you trying to tell me our human nature tends to want to ask why me Well, instead of asking, why me? Maybe we should be asking, what next? You know, keep pushing on. Like that sign says right on the wall there, press on. Press on. If you get bad news today, know that God's still in the midst of it. God's still right in the middle of it. You're never alone in it. You know, we we talk about the storms all the time. Some storms are more violent than others. Well,
0: and you look at... You look at what Paul says in verse twenty-eight, and and we use this we use this verse, and we don't mean it when we say it half the time. Right. It just comes out. It just comes out as almost like a, a it's one of those pallet board scriptures.
1: Well, it's like when you go to the bed and you throw the blanket out on the bed and it just spreads out and covers everything.
0: Well, and what's funny is you got these people that they have they have these things they have these these pallet boards, scriptures just like this one in verse 28 of you know it's in their house and it it looks good and it and it feels good and it shows good but do they really understand and really believe it and 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 the verse is for and we know that for those who love God all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose all things that means good bad tragic catastrophic all things all things if you, you if you believe
1: you also have to include the part where it said for those who love god
0: yeah um you know too many times we we you know it's almost like a passing by a statement of um a statement of um, golly, uh, what do you call it? Uh Man, I'm just I, I'm. It's a cliche. Yeah, it, we, we make it cliche. You know, somebody says, "Well, man, I, oh man, my kid's sick again." For all things, you know what? You know you can't you can't say it like that. You can't say it in that type of passing setting.
1: Yeah. It's, you, you, well, well, if you don't, if you don't put the reverence and respect behind it, that's where the, for those who love God thing, you can take scripture. You, you can build a brand new Absolutely, house, yeah. paint it white and write scripture. You can take the most holy person that you know, and get them to handwrite scripture over every scrunch of your house. And you know what it's going to prevent? Nothing. They are just words unless you love God and apply them to your life.
0: Well, and and that's the thing. Don't say and don't use Scripture unless you mean it. Don't do that. Unless, that's my go-to. Unless when I'm so, you mean it.
1: When I'm so broken that I can't find the words to pray, yeah, I pray Scripture.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely, and that's what we should do. And we can we can kind of we can kind of finish off in this because I know this will take a uh, a minute, but. A lot of people will take the next 29 and 30 and they will break down a whole belief system because of two words. And they're the same words in each of those verses. Can you guess? Predestined? Predestined. Yeah. So, no, it's not stating for those whom he foreknew, he also predestined. There's not a predestined line for heaven and line for hell.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to go just down the predestined line, we're all predestined for hell.
0: Absolutely. Until we deserve every minute of it too. Un- until the Holy Spirit pulls us out. But for whom He foreknew, He He knew us in our mother's womb. He knitted us together. He knows every hair on our head. Yep. He knows every thought. He knows every move, everything. But there is a free will. There's a There's a There's a heart problem in us yep. as 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 part of fallen creation. There's a heart problem, and the only way to fix. This heart problem is to know and to accept and to believe and to confirm Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. But we take too many times where, oh, well, predestination this predestined. We get into a Calvinist and Wesleyan fight and all these different fights. The problem is, is we're sitting over here in Romans and you can go into a denominational battleground right here. But what's the point? The point is to know Jesus, to believe that He came to this earth, He died on the cross for our sins, He was buried, and three days later, He, he defeated tonight. death. And if you accept Him and accept that and believe that and confess that, you are saved. The Holy Spirit indwells, and you've got a you've got a, you've got a place. But. Too many times we break down and beat down each other through the battlegrounds of territorial lines of, well, this is my church's territory. This is your church's territory. Gangs of New York mentality. Absolutely, and you know, it's it's a little upsetting. Like, um, I can. Who said it? It may have been Derek. You know, for the people that are trying to, for the people that are trying to find a church. Man, it's one of the toughest things you could possibly can do right now.
1: Oh yeah, there's a church on every corner.
0: Well, and there and, and Derek said that he was reading something where there was forty five thousands, forty five thousand different church belief systems, different church beliefs, like Jesus Christ church beliefs throughout the world. Oh yeah, you've got people that will twist it. You got people that get it. Well, let me go ahead and probably say this. I guarantee you none of them has got it fully right.
1: No, not a single one.
0: Because we screw it up by trying to read God's word and trying to put our own thought process on it. Um, we, What we're doing right now is, you know, for two dumb rednecks in central Alabama to take on the book of Romans and break it down verse by verse and go two years into it, we took or are taking a high risk at doing what we're doing. Because we're breaking down each part of one of the most important books in the Bible. But what we believe and correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, but what we believe, we believe that if God's speaking through us and telling us kind of what it means and where it feels in our life, we can't be wrong. Right. I'm not wrong in what the Holy spirit has alluded to me. I'm not. That doesn't mean
1: that what the Holy spirit has alluded to me applies to you. Um, but what it applies to you in some instances isn't the same thing that he shows me. Neither one of us, neither one of us, are wrong in it. It depends on the season and it depends on the the battleground that we're but, on. But there's
0: also a difference in the Holy Spirit speaking to you and showing you a meaning in Scripture, and you just completely being theologically wrong. Oh yeah, and doctrinally can, wrong. Well, <laughs> you know,
1: when when you go back to denominations, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, excuse me, I attend a Baptist, a Southern Baptist church, mm-hmm. South Shelby Baptist Church. That doesn't mean that I consider myself a denominational Baptist. I, and, and I've told, I told Pastor Derek this, and Pastor David, before I ever joined the church, that I am here now because this is where the Holy Spirit has planted my family and I for this season in our life. I went to another church this morning who is akin to us but completely different i went to a missionary baptist church and it was it was completely different but guess what when you break it down it's just like an engine you take the engine that's in my little truck out here little little bitty four cylinder 100 horsepower engine you break it down to its primary components the only difference between it and a 10,000 horsepower drag racing engine Is the size and the parts. The components are the same. As long as we have a belief that Jesus Christ came to this, was born of a virgin, came to this world born of a virgin, lived a perfect sinless life, was crucified. They killed him on Friday. They buried him on Saturday. And on Sunday, he came out of the grave with the keys to hell and had and handed them over to the Father and said it's finished, said the work's done for our salvation. As long as we have those components, we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. But now there are some denominations, and I will say firmly, that I believe in everything that I am. They got it all
0: wrong. Well, you know, I've before we came to South Shelby, I was I was at a Nazarene church, and I went to school. At Nazarene Bible College. I mean, I learned a lot of, you know, Bible reading techniques and a lot of the Wesleyan theology. Um, But I'm a studier, so I studied a lot. I studied a lot of different things, and I still study to this day a lot of different things. Um, But, you know, the one thing that we, you know, when we snarl our nose up at different people because... You know, hey, Jim, you know, it's good to see you. You know, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus, Greg, you know, kind of talking back and forth. And then, Jim, where do you go to church just uh, just, just quickly? Why well, go down to the Methodist? Or, rrr, rrr, I don't like Jim no more. What? That's what people are doing nowadays. That is
1: exactly what Jesus meant when he said, Judge not or you'll be judged. Yeah, That's what he meant. It, it doesn't mean, you know, if I see Andy getting hammered out at a bar, I'm not supposed to say, "Hey Andy, you're screwing up." You sure about that salvation that you're claiming? That that's not it. it it's well, it's it's judging whether someone's saved or not based on things that you have no clue of.
0: Well, and I think we can really go and look at. Let's look at let just look at the last verse, and this 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 puts right, in the last verse. Look at you know. Whom he predestined, he also called. And those who he called, he justified. If you're justified, if you've got that justification and the sanctification process has started, you're not gonna want want to go out and be drunk at a bar. You're not gonna want to go out and be a fool. You're not gonna want to go out and, you know, partake in the sins of the of the past life. Those are, you know, you are gonna you are gonna be moving on from them, and that's part of the sanctification process. But if you are if you if you claim being justified, if you are called, and you claim justification, and you never even tried to go to you never even tried to allow sanctification process, well, I don't even know if you are really saved at this point, at that point, because there is a time. If the Holy Spirit dwells in you, I don't think you have much of an option but to be convicted and start the change.
1: Well, there was a time in my life when I would uh, I would rejoice openly in the Lord if I was around other people who did it first.
0: Mm.
1: I, I was that guy because I was ashamed of my, my Christianity. I was ashamed of my salvation, believe it or not. Now, through a lot of study, a lot of prayer, a lot of people praying over me, for me, around me, and with me, I don't care. Because it says that my Father in Heaven is the one that's justified
0: me, not man. Somebody said it really good this morning. We'll go to football games, and we don't care what that person's done. As long as they root for the same team, we're good. That's right. Right? That's right. Hey, fellas, I fellas and ladies, I hate to tell you, but ninety-nine percent of the people sitting in your congregation are on the same team. That's right. And yet you can't cheer for Jesus. You sit right. there, you sit there look like you got, you know, something stuck up your rear end.
1: Ooh, man, we had we had that conversation over lunch this afternoon with my kids. Because again, the church that we went to from the first stroke of the keyboard Buddy, non-stop would not it oh from the first stroke it was glory hallelujahs <laughs> amen thank you jesus yeah jesus and then they got into a, an apology prayer in the middle of the worship service the worship leader my brother my brother in christ jarell horton stops what he's doing and starts praying father let us be sorry for the things that we've done this week, yeah. for our filthy mind he didn't say for the bad thoughts we had. He said, For our filthy minds, let us be sorry. Yeah. And you hear people, these people all over this church, and mind you it was a small church, but they were all, Father, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Not just, you know, forgive us for what we did, forgive us our trespasses. I'm sorry for being a human. I'm sorry for being a piece of crap.
0: Well you, you know, and it's it's also the comment was made also today, you know, at toward uh after the, while the tithes and offerings are, yeah, rather the tithes and offerings are happening, you know, they play a pretty upbeat song most times. Um, that usually helps people step towards, <laughs> but you know, two folks went and got their children, you know, while that was happening and the kids, you know, which two, we're not going to call their name yeah. out because of just their kids, but they're dancing down there. They had no shame. And Derek's like, you know, and Derek made a good comment. He, and I'll give him this. He, uh, he said, man, to just be like that. To be free. Yeah, we we are we are bound, unfortunately, by our our, our self righteous shame, our, our, our guilt of maybe possibly not looking cool. Um, and a lot of men are held to hands in pockets in the sway. You know what I'm talking about this way, left or right. Go with the beat, you know, tap on the chair. I'm bad about the tap on the chair. I like to go with the drum beat. Just that's, that's the old drummer in me. And I'll go with the beat and I'll, but I'll sing though. That's my thing. I don't care. It's probably horrible. If you were able to cut all the music off, everybody would run out of the room screaming, but I will sing. But you know, I'm also, I don't know. I'm aware and vigilant of the praise and worship around me and, and, that's where I catch feels, and I, I'll, I'll brag on one of yours, your youngest son. I'll look over, and he will be just locked in, rocking like he is putting on the concert. Should like, have seen him today. Like, and and that's 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 funny because it, I wouldn't. That's really not his character, and he steps out of this whole character zone, and that that's what a lot of people do. Is you know you look at. You look at Trent, he steps completely out of that character of him when praise and worship are oh, going yeah. on. Um, I'll tell you this off air but because I'm not going to mention the name. I noticed somebody else today praising that, that, that surprised me completely. And and maybe it was me for judging, but it surprised me. But seeing the praise and worship, and that's probably the, the, the negative side of sitting second row, is you don't get to see, you don't get the feel of what everybody behind you is doing. Um, but that's the thing though. Why you know, we go right back to 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 the beginning of what we started here on verse 18. Nothing we cannot compare a shame or embarrassment of how we worship, the 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 sufferings of what we deal with in the secular world in this world, to what we've got, the glory of God. For what we are going, what's going to be revealed to us, whether the time we we leave this earth, we leave our earthly body, or the time Jesus calls us back, whichever comes first, what's going to be revealed to us is so much more, so much greater than we could ever imagine at any point in our life. We could, we can't even we if we were to close our eyes and try to put into detail this the imagine of what is going to be revealed to us, we'd completely be we'd be minimizing it to the lowest standard.
1: I'm going to warn you, you release the hounds on this one. Oh, did To chase I? this rabbit. So, <laughs> when it comes to our praise and worship, and this ties in with what we're talking about, you know, the, the suffering and the groaning. If you consider, and I'm talking to me here, if you consider suffering and groaning, the possibility of embarrassment over worshiping the Lord with everything that you are, and don't say that that's not in you, because I bet if you're a football fan, I bet, you, I bet you worship and praise that football team when they do good.
0: Oh, man. Shamelessly. At the, at the game? Ooh, oh, yeah. boy.
1: You go to a concert. Yeah. You go see old Morgan Wallen in concert. You're you're out there singing it at the top of your lungs, dancing around, hands up, pointing at the sky, you know, giving it this number. You can't see what I'm doing, but I'm giving the number one finger to the stage. <laughs> and, you know, you're doing all that, and you're clapping your hands, and you're swaying to the beat. And you're singing to the person next to you. Why don't we give God that glory? Yeah. Why don't you give God that glory? Um, After seeing what I saw this morning with, the, with this congregation, and it wasn't a young congregation. This was a congregation to where I'm, I'm 48 years old, and I was one of the younger ones there. That It's a very senior congregation. No children, zero children. And these people were sold out all in worship. Not just clap your hands and tap your foot. I'm talking about, you know, big sexy kind of worship. glory Shouting glory to God kind of worship. And you don't think that God loves that? That's what we were created for. David talks about in the Psalms that he sang and he danced and he rejoiced and he was glad in the Lord. Not only in the good times, but in his sufferings. He was still, you know, just rejoicing in the Lord. Job rejoiced in the Lord after he lost everything. He said, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but you're still God. Yep. You are still God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what Job said in the middle of after he had lost everything physically in the world that he had. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away, but blessed be the name of the Lord.
0: Well, You're right, and that's why if we are not prepared, if we're not prepared with the the, if we're not prepared and equipped with the weapon that we have of God's Word, we we won't be able to even go that route. We won't be able to even go to that thought process because we'll be completely unaware of that. If that makes sense, does that make sense? Well,
1: what do you what you have to ask yourself? What do you do when you're suffering? When you, Most of the time, when, you waller in self-pity. When when you pray for yourself in your suffering, what kind of prayer are you giving? Yeah, I would be willing to bet that 99% of Christians, good, hearty, praying Christians, in the word Christians, are God, woe is me, help me. Mm. They're not saying, you know, God, I'm suffering right now. I'm hurting, and you know I'm hurting. Father, thank you for waking me up
0: today. Thank you for everything that you give me, and even even looking at it as, "Hey, God, show give me wisdom and knowledge of what you're, what we're doing here." Yeah, give me what's that happening. discernment, discern what, me. You know what's happening. Where can I grow from this? Um, and a lot of times, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, a lot of our sufferings is unrepented sins and us still living in in a, in, a, in a BC type lifestyle, not fully de- fully devoting and one hundred percent. Diving into God, um, the obedience part. The obedience part. You're, you yeah, you I thought, can't
1: claim to be obedient if you sit with your hands in your pockets in church. Yeah, you that's can't. True. That's not obedience. That's what's worshipful about standing there like you're dead. Yeah. What's worship? Where? What are you worshiping if you're standing in church, and you've got the blood of Christ covering you, and all you can think about is getting out of the lake fishing? What are you worshiping? Yes. How is that worship? It's not.
0: Or or wakeboarding or, yeah, or you know, anything golfing. I'll put hunt, it hunting, yeah. fishing, yeah. watching
1: the ball game tonight. How many people Super Bowl Sunday won't come to church? Because they're bowed down at the altar of the NFL?
0: I don't even know when the Super Bowl is.
1: They had the championship games today and yesterday. Oh. So uh but anyways, how many people are not gonna come to church because of that? Better yet, how many churches are gonna get together at the House of Worship and watch the Super
0: Bowl. We did that one year, didn't we?
1: I mean, but
0: we ended up cutting it off after the second quarter. Well, you know, and once again, rabbit trails, we're going. Um, If you were to take, if a church, if church met, or if college football played on Sunday, you would see a lot of people not show up.
1: Oh, yeah, they would be trying um, to push for church to be on
0: Saturday. You would see uh, – it just goes in the banner of cultural Christianity. It goes in the thing of, you know, unfortunately, and I hate to say this, but a lot of people that say they're believers, if they're any type of believer, they're only a believer in the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. They only believe in God because they think that they can get something from it. That Not just – not just not – just, salvation from from eternity and hell they think they can get something material out of it well god will bless me with a bank account if i'm a believer and i'm a good person see that's the problem god owes us nothing nothing we are horrible horrible things and we deserve the pits of hell but he found it he found it in his grace and in his mercy to send his son to make this ultimate sacrifice for us, to make this sacrifice so we could have a chance. There was, so the, we, there was the groaning. There, there was, was the, the groaning. And and I guess we can roll roll on that one right there. You know, if you're sitting there and you recognize that your form of Christianity, and I'm going to say it, your form of Christianity, your form of non-belief is wrong, now's the time to fix it. Now's the time to right the ship. Let's utilize a, an event Let's let's use an example of event. You have a chance to see the iceberg and turn and not sink. You have a chance. Don't let an opportunity pass you by when the Holy Spirit's pulling on you and tugging on you for salvation, for closing the gap with God that you've, you know, ran away from him for whatever reason. Maybe your church hurt, maybe you're, you know, got your feelings hurt by someone trying to be trying to be your friend and hold you accountable. Now's the time to correct this, and now's the time to write the route. God tells us, God tells us that all we have to do in His Word, He tells us all we have to do, is believe that Jesus came to this earth, died on a cross for our sins, was buried, raised three days later, defeated death. We have to believe it. And we have to confess it, and that's it, it's it's that simple for those that are saved and just you're in a time of desolation in the wilderness guys you, you we, we all have the seasons where we think God's not for us or God's not in our life but I'm telling you right now that you need to turn around and come back he's pulling you he's calling you he's 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 looking at you to take the opportunity and to come back. And you know, that prayer right there, that's that's a difficult prayer. Oh yeah. That's that's one that is, you know, God, I need you. And and you can listen to testimonies. You can listen to people that have had it all and the brokenness is just they're shattered into a million pieces. And that's when they understand and that's when they audibly and know knowingly feel God say, "Now I got you. Now I can use you. Now you can be. Now you can be completely surrendered and you're completely ready." So guys, I'm a, I'm going to pray us out. And if you if you're if you're in need of just talking, if you're in need of just uh counseling and and just guidance, man, do not hesitate to talk to Luke or myself. Whether if it's a family member that's sick, whether if it's uh death in the family, whether it's just you know, salvation and, and, and your relationship with Christ. We'd we just want to talk. We want to talk to you. We don't want you to fall down any type of, you know, trail that's going to lead you to darkness. We want you to see the light and be a part of it.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't, don't never think that you're alone. Absolutely. One of the biggest lies of the devil, especially since this whole pandemic thing is I can do my own thing. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're doing your own thing, there is a strong, Strong chance that you can be let off course. Absolutely, and that's when you, like Andy was talking about, you get into the icebergs. Yep. And when you get into the icebergs, it's a minefield, man. It, it's sink or swim. And you know, don't be afraid to reach out to you know one of us, as Andy said, or somebody else close to you. If you don't have a church around you, and you don't know what to do, call us, man. We'll find. I don't have to live around you to find you a church. Yep. I'll do the research for you. I don't mind.
0: Well, let's um let's let's go to lord and prayer and then we will finish up and wrap it up god I thank you for today i thank you for the blessings the opportunities we get to just glorify you and praise and worship you um, god I'm thankful for um just safety safety throughout the weather um, over this past week and just whatever you know we have been driving around and getting into but god i pray for those that are listening tonight that is it's, it's you know there's a there's a relationship call happening the holy spirit's tugging at someone's heart and i pray that that person makes that move i pray that that person accepts that invitation and god i pray for that person that's that's sitting with a gap between you and him you and him or her god i pray that they understand that they need you they understand that they have to have you and they understand that they have to get closer to you and god i pray for that person i pray that they reach out i pray that they 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 beg and they repent for whatever they need to be forgiven of to you, and they under they feel that warmth, they feel that that closeness immediately, and that way they can go back to becoming obedient and being more devoted and more driven to look for you in every way and in in every every situation. God, I pray for all our listeners. I pray that um, this next week is going to be a blessed week. I pray that um, that those that are hurting. Um, that are hurting or sick are not afraid to involve you in the prayers, not afraid, not afraid to, um, ask for intervention, ask for, um, by you because your will and not afraid to take what your will is going to give them, uh, whatever it may be, whatever it may be. God, I thank you for the platform that we get to stand on the opportunities. We get to just share your word and go through your word. And I thank you for Luke, I thank you for his friendship, his accountability, and uh, just the opportunity to sit across the table from him and talk to him every day is uh, truly a blessing. God, keep us safe. God, keep us uh, grounded, keep us humble, and uh, just grant us the wisdom and knowledge to be a part of uh, a biblical, Christ-centered conversation uh, this week, if not every day. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. So, guys, uh, once again, remember, uh, The Thrive Ministry is, um, we are an evangelistic ministry. We'd love to help out your men's ministry at your church. Um, We'd love to help you create one or help you uh, just talk about your men's ministry, help you uh, with whatever it is, an event, um, whatever it may be. you can, you can email us at andy at com or luke at thethriveministry.com if you want to talk about speaking um, or anything like that. But we are about to enter week four of our Paul and Timothy. We'll kind of give a little recap or a little rundown of that. Everything seems to be going good. We haven't lost anybody yet. <laughs> but the day, uh, the day ain't over. The day ain't over. But uh, we are truly blessed. It, <sighs> it, 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 it has really been some great conversations. Um, just excited. Every week is a new week. Even just the busyness that I've been a part of, um, with transitioning and career stuff and all that, um, it's been it's been interesting. So um, we are excited. We we are jacked up to be almost in the month number two. Um, the guys are fired up, and we're just we're super excited about uh, the rest of the year coming up for them. Um, but other than that, though, uh, be on the lookout uh, next podcast episode we should be interviewing uh pastor micah. pastor micah and uh super excited about that keep listening and guys i do want to suggest something when you um when you listen to the episode, whatever you listen to, hit the follow button, hit the rate button, give it a five star if, you, or give it a one star. I don't care, but if you give it a one star, you've got to email us and tell us what we're doing wrong.
1: Yeah, tell us why we stink.
0: Um, but also, you know, if it asks you what you think about this episode, man, and be interactive with us. We we want to we want to see what you think. We want to know what you think. Um, and if you know, if you hate it, you hate it, you like it, you like it. We don't really care. Hey, right. so, as long as you're listening. As long as you're listening. So guys, we we just want y'all to have a good night. We, uh, we pray for y'all this week. And um Luke, I think there's two words that you're really good about saying. What is that? Thrive on.